You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. I will fight you. Come down and see me right now. I am at Buffalo Wild Wings. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, this is Unnecessary Roughness. This is about the players, this is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization. And we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag. And a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, here we go, here we go. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're not going to fight you if you come by, but I like what you did there, Jared. That was fantastic. My man Jared's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I am at Buffalo Wild Wings like we do each and every Friday. We're on tour. We're like rock stars. 6640 North Durango is the spot. We'll be here till 5 o'clock. Looking at the table that we have in front of us, or actually the table that I'm sitting at, we've got all kind of prizes. Matter of fact, the onesies are back. I guess it just needed to make the you know temperature get a little bit cooler outside. And uh, once once it, once the temperature dropped a little bit, all of a sudden the onesies returned. So now all of a sudden, something that everyone wanted a lot of last season was uh, was the onesies. Well, we have them back. We have a couple of them here. So first come, first serve. Of course, you'll get hooked up. But we have all kind of prizes. I don't know what my man Angel did. I think he might have. Uh, Grabbed a couple extra things at the station and brought it. I'm just saying, I don't want to tell on him, and I ain't going to tell nobody else, but I'm going to tell all y'all that I think my man definitely uh, took care of us in a major way by hooking us up with a bunch of prizes. Uh, we've got this uh, nice Raiders jersey. we got the onesies that I was mentioning. we got the cups and koozies. We've got the bottle opener that I've been talking about so uh, glowingly. Raider Nation Radio 920, the custom Bottle opener, we've got tickets, tickets, and more tickets, and I'm not talking about speeding tickets. I'm talking about UNLV tickets. You want to go see them play Wyoming uh, at Allegiant Stadium on November 10th. We've got that. We've got tickets for the Running Rebels, the basketball team, when they take on Southern coming up on Wednesday. Got tickets for that. Uh, We've got all kind of hookup, man. I'm telling you, I don't know who blessed us today, but someone must have known that it was going to be someone's birthday and that we are going to really take care of everybody else out there. So uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, Also, what is this? Let's see. I'm just checking this out. We've got tickets to the House of Blues. There you go. All right. We got tickets to the House of Blues. Black flag. There we go. We got you. I'm not going to go in detail on that because, well, I just don't know. So it's all good. <laughs> but whatever. We got the hookup. Like I said, anything that you want that's here at this table, we're going to give you this afternoon. All you got to do is come on by again, 6640 North Durango. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, and it is the weekend. Heading into Raiders football coming up on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, 125 kickoff against the New York Football Giants. So uh, if you're already in town, if you're making your way to town, then stop. Go past go, collect your $200, and come here to Buffalo Wild Wings and hang out with us for the next few hours as we get you hooked up. we got a big-time show lined up for you, so I'm excited about that. Uh, the good guests that we have coming up, of course, we want to hear from you as well on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r and the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Some of the guests that we have coming up on the show today, uh, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, he'll join us at 2.30. I saw him earlier today when we met with uh, head coach Antonio Pierce. Also, we met with uh, Bo Hardegree, the offensive coordinator. He was the quarterback's coach. Now he's offensive coordinator, uh, so you'll hear from him. And we also met with defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. So I was there for that, and then uh, they went out to practice, and they being the, the Raiders and also Paul and Vinny and Adam and Tashawn and Vic and, you know, all the usual suspects out there uh, covering practice, but I had to get up out of there. So we'll have Paul join us at 2.30 to talk about what he observed at practice what he saw in the Raiders' locker room. Yesterday when we were all in the locker room, it was a very exciting,
excited locker room, a fun, loose locker room, guys playing basketball in the little mini court, something that Antonio Pierce said earlier today that hey, I didn't know that's in there. That's their sanctuary. That's their spot. They police their locker room. I don't police their locker room. I don't even go in there. I don't even duck my head in there. So uh, I, I kind of like that approach that he's taking, let those guys run the locker room because that's where they go. But he says as long as they're having fun, as long as they have smiles on their face, that's what he's all about. So uh, you'll hear from Antonio Pierce. You'll hear from Bo Hardegree, and you'll hear from defensive coordinator Patrick Graham throughout the course of the show as well. But Paul Gutierrez will join us at 2.30 to give us our final look at this team heading into Legion Stadium. I think there's a lot of questions because there's so much new. There's so much new and so much unknown when it comes to what this team is going to look like. What does it look like with Bo Hardegree calling the plays? What does it look like with Aiden O'Connell behind center? Right? I mean, there's so many questions that I have, and I just, you know, we're not really going to know the answers until we see the answers at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. But we'll talk to Paul about it coming up at 2.30. 3 o'clock, Dan Duggan from The Athletic. He'll join us to talk all things G-Men. Uh, we had Jordan Renan from uh, ESPN on yesterday. We'll get our final little taste uh, of who the Giants are that are coming to town from Dan Duggan from The Athletic just to break all things down. Uh, injuries they're dealing with. They're 2-6. and six. They're coming off a game that they should have won against the Jets. They were right there. They had like a 90-something percent chance of winning the game according to analytics. And anyone who's listened to me knows I'm not a big analytics guy. But... They had a really good shot at winning that game, and they found a way to lose it. So we'll talk to Dan Duggan coming up at 3 o'clock about the Giants, about the team that's headed to Allegiant Stadium, what to expect. That's at 3 o'clock. Uh, at 3.30, as I mentioned, uh, you'll hear from Coach Pierce. You'll hear from Coach, uh, Coach uh, 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 Patrick Graham and also uh, Bo, Bro, Bo Hardegree. I was about to call him Bro. Hey, Bro Hardegree. <laughs> Bo Hardegree. <laughs> Got to get used to him now. I'm still thinking of Mick Lombardi. But, uh, yeah, so all three of those, we have sound bites from them coming up at 3.30. At 4 o'clock, my old friend uh, Kim Mulkey, LSU, Lady uh, Tigers head coach. Uh, she's going to be in town. Her LSU Tigers are going to be in town on Monday. They got the Hall of Fame series going on. So she'll join us to talk about that. They're getting another season going as the defending national champions. I think everyone remembers, or if you don't, you should, Remember that national championship game between LSU and Iowa? It was really cool to see Angel Reese and, and Caitlin Clark going up against each other and kind of put that rivalry out there, and I think that's really healthy for women's basketball uh, collegiately and in the WNBA. Of course, we've seen WNBA greatness at, uh, with the Las Vegas Aces. So uh, Kim Mulkey will join the show coming up at 4 o'clock to talk about what she's got going on, what the Lady Tigers got going on, and how it was to go back home, right? She was in Texas for a long time. That's where I first met her, covered her for a very long time there. She went back to Louisiana, you know, and, and took the head coaching job with the Lady Tigers and led them to a championship in two years uh, on the job. So we'll talk to her about that as well. And then at 4.30, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He always joins the show on Fridays, normally at 4.30, to give you the lines. Talk about some college football, talk about some NFL action. Of course, we'll ask him about the Raiders and Giants coming up on uh, Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. I believe the Raiders are one-point favorites or one-and-a-half-point favorites uh, according to the, the smart guys out there. So we'll talk to Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up at 4.30. So as you can tell, we've got a loaded show for you today. Uh, also, we didn't get a chance to hear from Nate Hobbs yesterday uh, from the Raiders locker room. We'll definitely get Nate in today. There's no doubt about it. We'll make sure that Nate's part of the show uh, because I wanted to squeeze him in yesterday and we just weren't. We ran out of time. That's just how it happens sometimes. So sometime this hour, you'll hear from Raiders quarterback Nate Hobbs as I had a chance to catch up with him. A couple others had a chance to catch up with him in the locker room on yesterday. So Paul Gutierrez at 2.30, Dan Duggan at 3. Uh, Kim Mulkey will join us at 4 o'clock and then Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com at 4.30. Again, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. 
It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So I just want to know because I don't know. Like, I don't have the million-dollar answer. I don't have uh, the answer that I think that I'd like to have because there's so much unexpected. I just don't know what to expect from this Raiders team coming up on Sunday. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of energy that they're going to come out and play with. That's something that I feel pretty confident in saying just by knowing who Antonio Pierce is and just getting to talk to him the past few days. I think he's going to have the team fired up and ready to go. But with so much new, I feel like there's so many questions. You know, Again, what does Bo Hart agree? How quickly can he get the play calling in to uh, Aiden O'Connell? How quickly can Aiden O'Connell get the, the play call in the huddle to the players? And can he get to the line of scrimmage and get things snapped? And, oh, by the way, you're going up against the, the Giants that are led by Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator. And you want to talk about a guy who's going to light it up. This is a guy that he blitzes, he blitzes, and he blitzes more. I mean, he's going to be a guy that brings pressure from everywhere. Uh, it was funny. I was sitting in the uh, Intermountain Health Performance Center earlier today waiting on Antonio Pierce to meet with us. And I was talking to, I believe I was talking to Paul uh, about Wink Martindale and what he wants to do. And I referenced that Patriot game. I can't remember. Was it Monday Night Football? I think it was Monday Night Football when the Patriots played and they had some guy come screaming in off the edge and block the, the field goal attempt. But he came running off and seemed like he came from the sideline. I think he did and just made a beeline down the line of scrimmage and all of a sudden uh, timed it up perfectly. I said, man, Wink Martindale's going to have someone come blitzing like that. They're going to be standing next to Wink Martindale on the sideline, and then all of a sudden you're going to see someone running, and they're going to go and try to uh, attack the Raiders. This dude loves to, to bring pressure from everywhere. So that's going to be very challenging for the Raiders, their offensive line. Thayer Munford is out, by the way. That's going to be a big blow to the offensive line, so they're going to have to figure out uh, how to protect Aiden O'Connell. And we know the last time Aiden O'Connell took the field and the last time that he was uh, you know, the starting quarterback, he got sacked seven times. So some of that's on him. Some of that's going to be on the offensive line. They're going to have to figure out a way to get the ball out of his hands uh, quick, fast, and hurry because Wink Martindale, there's no doubt about it, is going to bring it each and every snap. I mean, there's pressure coming from all angles, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is a problem. He's uh, got eight and a half sacks right now leading the Giants. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is a problem. From the interior, he's a problem too. And he doesn't have as many sacks as Thibodeau does, but he's probably just as big a problem, if not more. <laughs> just say that. He provides a ton of pressure from the interior. So I know they let Leonard Williams go. They traded him to Seattle earlier in the week, uh, right before the trade deadline. There was a reason for that. There was a reason why they found him to be expendable. And that was because, well, they're getting a lot of production from Dexter Lawrence in the interior. So there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, of pressure that the Raiders offensive line is going to be tasked with trying to keep uh, Aiden O'Connell up in uh, uh, standing, standing upright and being able to deliver the ball down the field. So the first question I have for you uh, is what is it going to take for the Raiders to get a win against the G-Men? Like, what do you think the game plan is going to be? What do you think it looks like? And then who are you most excited for? What are you most excited for or who are you most excited for on Sunday as this new era of Raider football, at least for the next nine games, gets underway? So those are the two questions that I throw out there to you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r Again, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN will join us coming up at 2.30 and talk all things silver and black. So as far as what I think it's going to take, for the Raiders to, to come out with a victory. And it's funny, uh, I did the crossover edition on my, uh, my Locked On Raiders podcast, and uh, I was talking with Patricia Trainer, who is the host of the Locked On Giants podcast, and I was feeling pretty confident that the Raiders are going to win. And I still feel pretty confident, but I, th- I remember I threw out a score that was like 24 points, and I'm thinking, now that like, I've had more time to think about it, I'm like, why did I say 24? Like, the Raiders offense hasn't scored 20 yet this whole season. And they're going to have a defense that's playing really good now. Why, why did I say 24? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, by the way, the Giants don't score a whole lot of points either, even though they got Daniel Jones coming back and Saquon Barkley is, uh, is going to be a problem for sure. So I think this is definitely an under-20 point game for both teams. I don't think either one of these teams are going to get over 20. 
But, you know, we'll, we'll see, of course, how it plays out on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. But, I mean, I, I just think really it's, it's keeping Aiden O'Connell upright. It's keeping him comfortable. Right, he's got to be able to feel comfortable out there. Uh, I know we've had, I think, Hardcore Raiders called in and, and said it. I think Gangster Raiders called in and said it, that he's not your average rookie. He's older than your average rookie, so he's more mature. So I think he's got that going for him. But at the end of the day, he's still a rookie. So he could easily get overwhelmed by the defense, and especially the defensive pressure that Wink Martindale is going to bring. So that's one major element that I'm looking in the game. And then defensively, they've got to try to eliminate or slow down as much as possible Saquon Barkley. I mean, the, the, the last game, if that's not a great example of, of how one guy could wreck a game, look what Jameer Gibbs did for the Lions against the Raiders on, uh, on Monday Night Football. Remember, it's a short week as well. Jameer Gibbs had more yards from scrimmage than the Raiders had as a team. I mean, just think about that. He had more yards from scrimmage than the Raiders did as a team. So those guys up front, that defensive line, the linebackers who, oh, by the way, are really banged up, Jalen Smith is going to end up playing because – and he's just been signed from the New Orleans Saints uh, practice squad – but Divine Diablo's out. You know, he's, he's, he's banged up. Um, Robert Spillane is questionable. I'm sure he's going to play because that's Robert Spillane, and that's kind of just what he does. So I definitely expect him to go out there and play, even though, like I said, he is banged up. I think he's going to find a way to be all right. Um, you know, it's just Masterson's out with a concussion. Kind of figured that was going to happen since it happened on Monday, and only the 49ers uh, overcome concussions that quickly. Now, the 49ers... They can get a concussion today and they'll be okay tomorrow. Like, that's for them. I don't know why they clear concussion protocol so quickly, but you kind of knew that Masterson was going to be out since he was suffering a concussion. Uh, but, yeah, the Raiders, they've got, some, they've got some dudes out. Mumford, I mentioned, he's out. Masterson's out. Jakob Johnson is out. And Devon Diablo is out. All those guys play a big role in the success of the Silver and Black. But, you know, the Raiders got to find a way to stop the run and eliminate, slow down Saquon Barkley in general because he can catch the ball in the backfield. He's just a big-time weapon for Daniel Jones and that Giants offense. So those are really the biggest keys I have, keeping, keeping Aiden O'Connell comfortable and keeping him upright and, uh, you know, making sure that he has an opportunity to, to, to you know, execute the offense. And then you've got to stop the run. You've got to slow down. Saquon Barkley. But what says you? 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com. Text line at 69187. Keyword R&R. Raider Ryan said, first things first, Q, happy birthday. We must play the Raider way. Uh, intensity, discipline, energy, passion, and controlled chaos on both sides of the ball. This is a tremendous opportunity for Aiden O'Connell. I hope he could take it and run with it. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I do appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, intensity, discipline, energy, passion, controlled chaos. That's a great way to summarize it right there. That would be great to see those guys go out there. And I think that the one thing, every, every name or every word that you put out there to describe what the Raiders need to do is something that Antonio Pierce, I'm sure, is preaching. Just about every single thing that you just said, I'm sure that that's what he's preaching. Now, it's going to be up to them. Like I said, Bo Hardegree is going to be calling the plays. It's going to be un- up to him to get it into Aiden O'Connell quick enough so he can execute the offense. So uh, there- there's a lot of guys that have to do a lot of things right, but I'm sure everything you described is what they intend to try to do on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? Happy birthday, big dog, man. Thank Another you, man. Earth is just blessed, man. Hey, Q, I- who I'm super excited for, man. I'm super excited for a- Antonio Pierce, man. To be a Raider from birth and to get this chance to go do what he's getting ready to do, man, you cannot make this up, man. So I know this means more to him than anything ever because we, we bleed this, Q. We bleed this, man. And, and, and for Devontae Adams, again, a born Raider fan, man, getting a chance to go out and really represent Q. But another person I want to see a big 
Celtics, and I don't like the way they kind of threw number four on him right after everything that happened. I just really think that that's not fair for the kid. But you know what? This kid is bigger than that, and he's not going to let that face him, man. Hopefully we can come out. He can just do what he needs to do, play smart football, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, don't hold on to it. I really think the cards are stacked against him because McDaniels wanted to roll with his, with what he had to, but that's over with. So I just don't think Aiden was given a fair shot from game one, Q. Man, the house is going to be packed. I looked for a ticket, Q. The cheapest one I could find was 875 and I can't do it. So I'll be home in the zone. Get ready to rock and roll with the Raider Nation on Sunday, Q. I hope the house is loud. I hope we bring it, and I hope Max Crosby brings the defense. There he goes. Passionate Raider, fired up. That's how he wants the house to be. That's how he wants the house to be. He wants the Legion Stadium to sound just like that come Sunday, and I think there will be a newfound energy in the building, that's for sure, just of the unknown, right? The unknown and the new. There's a lot of new and there's a lot of unknown when it comes to the silver and black. Eddie in L.A., good good luck following that up, my man. What's on your mind? All right, y'all. Okay. This is not only a, re- a reset for our team, but also a reset for the Raider Nation. I know we've been giving you a, quite a bit of headaches, especially the last couple of weeks. You've been blowing up on us, so we gotta see, we got to keep it cool. And remember, everybody, that we got to get out around this team and support them. What I want to see out of this team, I want to see them, especially offensively, being able to play fast. Controlling the line of scrimmage is what's going to help us win or lose this game. If you can't control that, you can't control Saquon, he can run all over, he can, make it, he can have a big day on us. Hopefully not. We got a couple bodies out there that were, uh, that are hurt, so it's gonna it's not gonna be easy whatsoever. You know, those guys are itching for a win just as bad as we are coming in there. So we need to, we need focus. We need fans in the stadium. We need them to be charged up. We need to show this team support. Aiden O'Connell. We need to get get behind the kid. Understand that he's a rookie. Understand that he's gonna make mistakes. But can this team? Can this new staff put him in a position to win? We make him play fast. Don't have him back there thinking too much. We have to get back to running the ball. We have to change that team of what we were running because it wasn't working. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Jacob. I think Jacob is going to have has already a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to have a little bit more motivation to go out there and just play some smash mouth football. And I'm hoping these guys can come out there and prove to him because the spotlight is back on the players now. It's no longer on the coach. It's no longer on the play caller. Back to execution and the players on this team, man to man, look each other up and say, "We're here. We got to win. We got to look. We got to play for each other. We got to get out here. We we weren't happy with where things were going. Now it's on us. This team wins going forward. It's going to be on all these players collectively as a group as men. Are we going to go out there? Are we going to get pushed around? Are we going to be the two Raiders that we know we can be? It's time to knuckle up, baby. Raider Nation, stay up. Raiders. There you go. Everyone's fired up today. Boy, you can tell it's a game weekend, right? The Calvary's coming, man. I saw that uh, when JT was out and about, man, there was a lot of Raider Nation fired up. He was there out of his event. Now, you know, we got Raider Nation piling into Buffalo Wild Wings here at 6640 North Durango. We got them on the phone lines fired up, man. It's it's It looks like it could be a good weekend to have a good weekend, man. I'm, I might as well celebrate a birthday this weekend or something, man. I, gotta, I don't know. We got to do something special, I see. Okay. 
I hear you, Eddie in L.A. fired up. I like that. On the don'tbebroke.com text line from the 209, what's up, Q? Headed to my first home game since 2013 this weekend. Another person headed to town. I'm just really looking forward to seeing what kind of energy this team brings with AP as the head coach. This guy bleeds silver and black. Let's see if the team can match the energy and turn out the, turn out the season in the right direction. That's from the 209. And, yeah, that's the one thing I do believe that you won't have to worry about is energy. Now, that doesn't mean that the execution is going to be perfect. He said today he's going to make mistakes. Right. I mean, he's being spoon fed right now. This is all new for him. I mean, he's never been a head coach before. And oh, by the way, you're a head coach in uh, in the NFL. Right. I mean, of course, he was a head coach uh, in high school back at his alma mater. But uh, as far as being in the NFL, I mean, he's been a defensive guy, defensive uh, minded guy in in college when he was at Arizona State linebackers coach and defensive coordinator. But now he's got an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL and uh, everything moves a lot faster. Everything looks a lot quicker. Uh, decisions have to be made a lot faster. Just like Eddie said, and, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going to come up throughout the course of a four-quarter game that you know the coach is going to have to make a quick, you know, judgment call. And some of them are going to be right. Some of them will scrutinize later. But I mean, it's just it kind of is what it is. And the one thing I do know is he's prepared for it. So we'll we'll see. But energy, I don't think you have to worry about the Raiders coming out looking lackluster or looking like they don't have any energy. That's the one thing that I don't think that they'll have to worry about. Um, 805 Raiders said, once again, it'll be on the defense. If they shut Jones and Barkley down, uh, it's a W. I'll be happy for Coach AP, and they better play straight out of Compton after the dub. I'll be at the game, and I'll be stopping by the Oyo on Monday, too. That's 805 Raider. And, yeah, that's that's the theme, man, straight out of Compton. That's been the theme ever since he said that, that uh, he was from Compton, California, and talking about the Raiders going to the going to uh, the Coliseum. And that's been a, a fun little theme. I like that. And even the next day at practice, the fact that they were playing some NWA, some straight out of Compton at practice, I thought that that was really cool too just kind of bring a little edge a little edge and a little fun you know again something that coach pierce has been talking about fun 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 raider dad bod hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line happy birthday q you're an outstanding gentleman and a scholar we need to shut down the giants and keep our foot on their throats as they're capable of coming back on you ask the cardinals hoping the guys play loose but smart and get a w for your birthday have a good one senor go raiders that's raider dad bod and that's probably the first time in my life i've been called a gentleman and a scholar but i'll take it <laughs> You got to take the dubs. <laughs> I said that out loud, and, and Vice Raider looked and was like, come on, man. Come on. He ain't really talking about you, right? There ain't no Raider. Vice Raider's playing a game. There ain't no joke. He's sitting here playing a game at the bar here at Buffalo Wild Wings. I, he's probably winning because that's what he does. And as soon as I said gentleman and scholar, he looked like, come on, dog. You got to be making that stuff up. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, are you talking about me or are you talking about you? I may talk about me. See how you are? See how you are? <laughs> See how you are? Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Uh, Fargo. Fargo, on line one. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Dr. Q, Mr. Two Degrees. Happy birthday, man. It's Alan. Thank you. Uh, I'm, up in, oh. I'm up in the Dakotas. Shout out Fargo Raiders. Oh, okay. Uh, I know you're doing the thing, man, so uh, I won't hit you up. But, man, dude, I'm so excited for this game on Sunday. I'm actually flying in just to go watch the game. I never, wow. I have never heard Devontae sound so relieved in the in the last press he had along with, with – um, Kind of Renfro, they sound so relieved that Josh is gone. And you know what? Um, I can't wait till Sunday. I think they'll bring that swagger out that uh, that Antonio Pierce was talking about. A new swag, a new confidence, and I hope we whoop on the Giants. I just hope we. And um, to everybody out there, come on through. We'll be in Lot B. We'll be pouring shots, and we'll be having a great time. <laughs> if you can't go to the game, at least come out to the lots. There you go. Hey, good stuff, man. Uh, travel safe. Uh, glad to know that you're coming to the game. And, again, more excitement, more folks headed to the game. Uh, could it possibly be a blackout in Allegiant Stadium? 
Can it possibly be a lot more Raider Nation representing? Boy, I'm getting excited about that. Can't wait to get to the pregame pregame show on Saturday morning, which will obviously go right before the pregame show with JT and Eric Allen. So we'll be out there about 10 o'clock uh, at the torch. So definitely come on out and hang out with us as soon as you get into inside the building. But uh, I'm getting a little juice, man. I'm getting excited just hearing all the excitement from Raider Nation. How about Jay? What's on your mind, Jay? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Yep. I am just I am so pumped, okay, for this game. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank I you. I want to go ahead and kind of like touch, touch on that. But you got to go ahead and hear the excitement, everybody else on the radio. Yeah. They're just, I mean, that presser that he gave, okay, when he was talking about NWA coming through the tunnel, you know, we're in the, uh, the Raider. I mean, everybody identified. I wanted to go ahead and run through a wall for that guy <laughs> right now, okay? Nice. I wanted to go ahead and buy him a helmet and just go. And everybody's feeling charged up. And that's the way how you, that's the way you're supposed to be passionate about football. You're supposed to go ahead and kind of like be for your fellow man. And we haven't seen that, what, uh, since, I mean, last year and then now, and then all of a sudden this renewed energy that's coming in. And everybody just, I, I could tell you I could feel it. I could feel the difference. I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. I'm going to tell you, Hunter Renfro, he's going to have a touchdown in this game. He is going to have a touchdown in this game. Watch how this place is going to go ahead and get lit up, okay? I also, one guy, you know about, you know, uh, what is it, Devontae Adams, all right? He's going to go ahead and get his touches and everything else, but it's going to be an energy like you can't, you know, even think about. So the Giants just better be aware because the thing is when Raider family shows up and we show up for each other, guess what? It's going to be a big deal, okay? Big deal. So I'm just hoping the Raider Nation shows up. I would love to go ahead and go. Trust me, okay? I would <laughs> want to go ahead and kind of like just break away. But, you know, my, uh, my son becomes my big priority. He does travel yep. soccer. So, of course, you know, I always root for him. But still, Sunday, I'm going to be glued to that TV. And guess what, Raider Nation? I am going to be, my energy is going to be with you, okay? True and true. Raiders, okay? You guys got to, I mean, love the family. Hey, guys, we're going to go ahead and kind of like just uh, be there for these guys, you know, because they really kind of like put it out the line for us, okay? Raiders, baby! Let's go! There he goes. Jay's fired up. And, man, good luck to your son and his travel soccer, man. That's cool, man. Go ahead and support him, and we support him as well. But thanks for that call. Good energy, and everyone's had great energy from Eddie in L.A., uh, Allen, uh, Passionate Raider, obviously, and we got more on the way. But coming up next, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. He'll join us to talk about the energy at practice, what he saw there and in the locker room. We'll do it next here on Red Nation Radio 920 Live at 6640 North Durango, Buffalo Wild Wings on a Friday. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. short story, the matter of fact is, I grew up in Compton, California. 
called Born a Raider. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. I'm going to let that ride for a minute. Let that ride for a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. What? Woo! All right, here we go. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We are live here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. Whenever you have a custom intro like that, it can only mean one thing. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is joining the show. Paul, thanks so much. How was the intro, man? You like that walk-up music? I like that. I like that, and it was inspired by Antonio Pierce today saying that they were going 100 miles an hour, and the first thing I thought of was, wait a minute, I know he's an NWA fan. He said it the other day. Is he talking 100 miles an hour or 100 miles and running? So uh, kudos <laughs> to you and the producer, man, for putting that together. We had yeah. to find the clean version. We found right. that, so that, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. If it wasn't the clean version, we'd be in all kind of trouble. But, you know, there's, there's a new energy. These guys are going 100 miles an hour. They are 100 miles of running. They're doing all that. We saw them in the locker room on Thursday. I wasn't there today. What was the energy yeah. like on the practice field and in the locker room? Well, same, if not even more amped up. Um, on the practice field today, the first thing you notice is they're out and they stretch. And then before going off into to team drills, well, they're, you know, number one, they're letting us stick around a little bit longer, which is new. But <laughs> we get to see the return of the dance-off, the dance circle. Nice. They were doing the dance circle, Q, before, before practice began. So, you know, it, it's part of the theme of you got to have fun at work. And as long as you're handling your business, have all the fun you want. And that's what Antonio was talking about today, obviously, right? So, um, you know, they still got a game to play. They still got to do some things. But it, 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 it's too trite to say that it feels like a weight has been lifted. And yet, that's kind of how it feels. You know, talking to guys in the locker room today, it was the same thing. You know, there's certain guys like, you know, it didn't really matter to me because I'm going to handle my business, blah, blah, blah. But I can see other guys that, that they feel like they look a lot better. And yeah. that's, that's what I was told by an unnamed player today. So it, it's, it's made an imprint, uh, an imprint, no doubt. And we'll see if it translates onto the field on Sunday. I think it will with that emotional bounce. But we'll see if they're able to, to, to continue it throughout the game. You know, one of the things that stood out to me from what we heard yesterday in the locker room was Hunter Renfro saying not walking on eggshells, not worried about walking on eggshells. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care who you are. If you're in a locker room or you're in any job, you should never feel that way. So that to me feels like that these guys were really anchored down with what they could do, how they could express themselves, and even how they can go out there and play. So how much do you think that, that just that, 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 um, that weight off their shoulders is going to help them on Sunday? Well, it's huge because, and that's part of being a leader, right? Not not just a leader of men, a leader of women, a leader of children, a, a leader. Period. Is you have to realize who reacts better to what. Some people react better to a swift kick in the butt. Others react to a nice pat on the butt. You know what I'm saying? Or a pat yeah. on the back right. instead of a kick in the butt. So it's 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 an individual kind of a situation. And just by seeing what we're seeing, uh, you know. It's it's a feel good story right here and now, but unless that offense can get out of its own way and actually put more than twenty one points on the board or or more points than the Giants, it's not really going to matter, right? So yeah. they need to to make it all translate into uh, a good product on the football field, and and you know the schedule gods have kind of looked at them favorably because the Giants are not a good team, but then again, even though the Raiders have some stars up and down the roster, they haven't been a very good team of late either. No, no, they haven't. Again, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And one of the things that we were talking about in the media room earlier today is the fact that Wink Martindale likes to bring pressure, man. And so you've got a rookie quarterback yeah. in Aiden O'Connell. You've got a brand-new play caller in Bo Hardegree. How do you think that dynamic works out between those guys? They're, it's all brand-new as far as I'm concerned. 
Are you looking on my shoulder, man? That's my story for tomorrow. That's <laughs> how I do. Me on my own stuff. <laughs> no, it's yeah, or else better, or else yeah, good minds think alike, or something yep. like that. Anyway, yeah, that that to me is the key. I mean, if indeed the offense was the the, we're just talking about football here. If we're talking the offense, which was supposed to be the strength, was actually the the biggest detriment to this team. How do you fix that going forward? Because it's the same scheme. It's yep. the same offense. They didn't have time to, to scrap anything. Bo Hardigree has never called plays in a regular season game before. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is making his, his uh, starting debut in a regular season game at Allegiant Stadium. Um, the way I look at it, man, if those guys are going to be putting their ears back and coming back, how about a lot of draw plays for Josh Jacobs right up the gut? That'll, yeah. that'll, that'll calm him down if they're successful and if he's picking up chunks at a time. So that, to me, is the key of the game. Is how, do you, how do you polish this thing? Because at least... Two years ago when John Gruden left, Greg Olson took over as the play caller. He had been a play caller previously in the NFL. And it wasn't the offense that was the problem. It was an off-the-field situation that led to John Gruden leaving. So he was able to polish it up and put his own spin on it. This is a different animal entirely. How much do you think Aiden O'Connell has had an opportunity to grow since his last start against the Chargers? Well, in talking to Devontae Adams yesterday, he said what impressed him about him was just how mature he was for a young quarterback. Nice. That he's watching him, and whenever they're watching the film, he looks over, takes a peek at Aiden, and Aiden is literally and figuratively mimicking what, what Jimmy and what Brian are doing on the film, whether it's handing the ball off, whether it's a play-action fake, whether it's going through a throwing motion. He's in the back of the room literally doing that. So that impressed Devontae to the point where he said it was the most impressive thing he's ever seen in his career from a young quarterback, and he included what was going on in Green Bay. Now you could say, well, what about Aaron Rodgers? Well, Aaron Rodgers is, is, isn't and wasn't a young guy when he was with him, right. but in terms of young guys coming up and rookies and things that he's seen, it's the most impressive. Again, does that translate into the game on Sunday? We'll find out. Yeah, no, we will. I'll tell you what, I know Raider Nation has a newfound energy, and, and Paul, you've been around the fan base a very long time. I think it was something that they really needed, man. It felt like that they were being you know, pulled down by like an anchor as well. How much energy have you sensed from Raider Nation so far? Uh, if social media is the, thermom- the, the thermometer, the barometer, then a lot, a yes. lot. And, you, and like you said, I've covered this team a long time, since 2005 as a quote-unquote real professional, if that's the word we want to use. <laughs> but, I mean, I was going to games in L.A. in 80. Dude, I'm, I'm on, in terms of, like, covering games on credentials, I, I think this is Coach 13 or 14, going back to Mike Shanahan wow. in 1988, and Art Shell twice, and then every year since 05 with North Turner coming forward. So, Social media makes a difference in terms of, okay, the immediacy of how fans are acting and reacting to things. So, yeah, there's. I would have been real interested to see how I would have reacted if social media had been the norm when Lane Kiffin was the coach. But uh, this definitely feels different. There's an excitement. There's an energy. And as, as Mark Davis told me two days ago, um, you know, it matters to him that, that Antonio Pierce understands the culture, that, uh, you know, he grew up in Compton, that he was going to L.A. Raider games, that uh, he, as he told me, the quote was, uh, he didn't necessarily want Antonio to coach the team as much as lead them, right. which, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, you kind of had that two years ago with Rich Basaccia, but then you want, wanted the X's and the O's. Again, it's kind of like going back to the mean, understanding, realizing what the culture is, because this place is different. Yeah. You know? And again, we're coming up on four years, 40, 4-0, since the, this franchise last won a Super Bowl. So there's a lot of soul-searching that has to be done in the building. And maybe they, they kind of got something right here with the, the energy and the fire and the brimstone that uh, is coming uh, out of the coaching booth now. 
Do you think that that shows the growth in Mark Davis, the owner, who recognized that, okay, this is not working. I know I've committed long-term to these guys, but I'm just going to cut my losses, and I'm going to put, like you said, not a coach in place, but a leader in place to lead this franchise the rest of the way. It should. It should. And, and again, the most impressive thing I think Mark Davis ever said, in my opinion, was when he formally took over the team upon his father's passing in 2011, when he said, I know what I don't know, yeah. which was echoed by Champ Kelly the other day. I yep. know what I don't know. So that, to me, shows that there's some synergy there, if not understanding each other. And to me, that's where you start. I mean, if you have dysfunction at every level, I don't know how you can make it happen unless you have all-world players, because as you and I both know, Howie Long said it best. When they were winning Super Bowls and when they were the most feared team in the NFL, it was a functional dysfunction because mm-hmm. they were that damn good. Now, right. I don't know that they're that good to be able to, to survive all of that, but dysfunction is the norm. So now you've got to be able to either embrace it, live with it, and kind of thrive off of it. Yeah, no, you do, and I'm just I'm excited to see what it is. You know, it's, it's so funny. We've been talking about keys to victory, and honestly, it's it's hard for me to say what they are. I mean, we mentioned Bo Hardigree and Aiden O'Connell, how important they're going to be, but without actually knowing it and being able to see it before, it's hard to understand what we're going to see on Sunday. Not yeah, and, and I go back to that first game after John Gruden left and Greg Olson was calling plays. I was like, oh, wow, he's using Kenyon Drake. Oh, wow, yeah. look at this jet sweep. Look at this. It was all in the playbook. It just right. wasn't being used. So as Devontae himself said yesterday, they're not going to blow up the playbook. They're just going to kind of dust some things off and, and expand the playbook and look in, in, and try and find things that they weren't using and maybe they work now. And if you have a fresh set of eyes on it, again, a, a play caller who's never called plays before in a regular season game, a rookie quarterback making his home debut in a regular season game uh, against a very ferocious defense, I mean, what's not to like about that, right, if you're a fan? No, there's no doubt. Again, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920. I'm concerned about Saquon Barkley and the fact that the Raiders haven't been able to stop the run in quite a while. They're averaging about 140 yards on the ground. They're giving up. What do you think the game plan is from Patrick Graham to uh, try to slow down Saquon Barkley? Well, and, and maybe it's the same game plan that teams have been using against the Raiders, right? If, you only, if you're not really throwing the ball and you're not, you don't really have much of a deep threat, then you just stack the box. Yeah. And perhaps that's what they start with right off the bat. And that, again, brings me to another kind of question, uncomfortable question that, that wasn't asked. And, and, I, and I thought about it. I'm like, well, I don't even know how to bring it up. But you wonder about Antonio Pierce and, and Patrick Graham being on the same staff. And Patrick being the defensive coordinator, all of a sudden now a guy that used to answer to him, he has to answer to as the head coach. And that was brought up to me before. I'm like, well, what if it's this other way around? What if they've actually been on the same page all along? That's right. actually a good thing, Ben. So yeah. we're going to see. We're going to see. And, again, as, as Mark Davis told me when I asked him, what, what is a realistic expectation for this team going forward, his immediate answer was, I have no idea. That's why they play the games. So I'm going to yeah. echo Mark right there and say that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, if that's what the owner's saying, if that's what the owner's saying, then then why not? And, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that when Patrick Graham was speaking, and I don't know if you yeah. picked up on this or not, but it, I don't know. It, just, it didn't seem like he was super – I don't know, like, detail today. It, just, it felt like it was a little different. Did you get that, or was it just me? I get the sense that maybe there's a little shell shock amongst the people in the locker room. You feel it, uh, staffers in the building, people that we deal with on a, on a regular. Uh, they don't know how to act. They don't know yeah. how they're supposed to act. And I, and I don't mean that detrimentally. I mean, right. they've been under this kind of, like, I don't want to say oppressive, but it was understood, hey, you, you, you don't, what, what, why do you got to be nice to the media? How does that win, uh, help us win games? And then yet, you know, Whenever the coaches would go to the podium, you weren't really going to get a 
a very little glimpse into the truth, right, because yeah. of the orders they were under. So now right. with Antonio letting us watch an extra period of practice, okay, great, fine, that's nice. And players now not looking over their shoulders in the locker room to feel a little more freely in speaking to us, um, you know, it, it, it makes people wonder, if you've been under this constant kind of thumb, okay, can I really get out from under this thumb now? I don't know. Because last year there were a couple of players that were leaving and just trying to get contact information for them for the offseason. That was the first thing they thought of. Hey, I don't, I don't know how they're doing it now, but in New England, they really frowned upon us talking to the media in the offseason. So not making it about us or about me, but that's the theme. And now that that is gone, you just wonder, well, what's, what, what, what are the marching orders now in the building? Yeah, I know it's fun. I know we're supposed to have fun, too. Hell, they had cookies there for us today. I mean, so, you know, right. Antonio said, uh, you guys need to have fun, too. And I'll tell you what, man, we do have a fun job. I mean, we do. We work our tails off, but we have a fun job. And so I could appreciate that. I don't know what it's going to look like on Sunday. I'm excited to see it. But I feel like there's a newfound energy with the team and the fan base, and it was something that was really much needed, my man. No doubt. And, and as my wife and I tell each other, I'll tell you, you know, she's in the industry as well, long-time uh, in-game reporter for the San Francisco Giants. She's got three Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl, three World Series rings, and as nice. I always tell her, they all say Gutierrez on them. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way I look at it. That's right. Um, we get to go to work. We don't have to go to work. And as a former baseball writer myself, Tommy Lasorda covering the Dodgers, he used to always tell the writers all the time, hey, if, you having, if you're having fun at your job, you never have to work a day in your life. So there it is. Exactly. I Man, you know I sign up for that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Well, I know what you're writing about, but uh, go ahead and let everyone else know again so we can uh, check it out and they make sure they, they focus in on it on ESPN.com. Yeah, I just want to know what the, uh, you know, how, what the game plan is going forward. When, if the offense was the problem and you have no time really to, to switch it up, how do you fix it? How do you address it? What do you do? And, you know, Aiden O'Connell showing up here uh, wearing number four. I remember asking him in training camp, how'd you pick that number? Because that raised a lot of eyebrows, considering who wore it here last. Yep. Uh, you know, and if fans get kind of a flashback, uh, deja vu on Sunday, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, it's still a thing. Yeah, it is. Well, I look forward to it, man. I'll see you in the press box on Sunday. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. Always, man. I got 100 miles to run right now. I'm on my way. I <laughs> know that's right. There he goes. Paul Gutierrez right there from ESPN. Good dude. Definitely appreciate his time. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot to get excited about. I do feel that energy from everyone, from the fan base to the media, from the coaches. Really feel that energy, what's going on with the silver and black. 2.46 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. You'll hear from Nate Hobbs. Uh, I had an opportunity to catch up with him in the Raiders locker room yesterday. You'll hear that conversation next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. 6640 North Durango is the location, Buffalo Wild Wings. We're at a different one each and every Friday. This time again, 6640 North Durango. Got a lot of prizes. A lot of folks already stopped by, said what's up, and got hooked up with some prizes. We got this Raider jersey on the table. We got T-shirts on the table. We got cups and koozies. We got bottle openers. We got everything you need here on the table. All you got to do is come on by and say what's up. Cam, I see you in Australia. We'll get to you at the top of the hour. Right now, I want to go inside the Raiders locker room and hear from cornerback Nate Hobbs. This is from yesterday when we got a chance to catch up with Nate. How did it feel being back out there, being able to help your teammates and being back on the field? Great, it was a great atmosphere. Great atmosphere. And I just it's nothing like you know getting a strap back up after really missing so so great. Uh, I feel like you know got got to get the bugs out though. I ain't have exactly the game I wanted, but you know we're coming with injury. How do you feel that defensive effort went because because of you guys that game kept stayed close yeah, most of the yeah. game. Yeah, I, 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 honestly I'm proud. I'm proud of uh, our group for like the way we battled. 
And the, the amount of snaps we played, we still ran to the ball. We were still hunting for the ball. We were still um, battling and, and competing. So I'm just proud of us. And that just goes to show what type of unit we are, you know what I'm saying, um, and, and how far we could take it when we rode. How's it feel now that Antonio Pierce is the head coach? Man, uh, I don't think it's a really coach I met, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, since day one when I got here, um, not since day one when I got here, but since day one when they got here and, yeah. and AP uh, was a coach, I, I felt him. You know what I'm saying? Like what, like he was saying to us, he got to feel us. I felt him. And uh, we always somehow connected. You know what I'm saying? We have good conversations, not even about football, about football, not about football, but just a real guy. You know what I'm saying? And a, and a great coach, a great catalyst. Uh, loves the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't feel like you could do any better and hopefully this just this just sets the trend for former players to you know what I'm saying become coaches is that connection a little bit easier because he is a former player definitely I think he understands and really knows what players can do and, and, and how to um, take care of them, you know what I'm saying and, and, and what load how much of a load to put on them and how much not you know some people you could put more of a load on some people can't you know what I'm saying some coaches would be like, tell the linebacker, go out there and go guard a, a slot or, or go guard Devontae in a slot. Mm -hmm. You know, he know better than that. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, it, like that's on paper. But he, he's a player. He's been a player. He knows personnel. So, What is his attitude? Like he said, come to work with a smile, right? And it seems yeah. like it's a little bit looser in here. How is that kind of his attitude, the way he carries himself permeated through the locker room? Um, like I said, you know, you could feel him. And he always – brings that passion and like you said he always has a smile on his face and it really has an effect you know what I'm saying on the guys in the building especially as a head coach whatever your head coach's attitude is it's going to have an instant effect on the building I don't care what anybody says you know what I'm saying because you trying to you know what I'm saying the, the, uh, the energy a coach brings is basically what the team takes on most of the players if you know what I'm saying unless you got a very strong mind so I just feel it does feel looser. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think like in the past, you when you go out for warmups, he's been out there watching the cornerbacks and you had some chats with them during the pregame warmups. Yeah, right? for sure, for yeah. sure. That's my dog, for yeah. sure. So what's it like when you're out there? What's he talking about with you when you guys are warming up? And he's out, I've seen him out on the bench. You guys go over and talk to him. Really, we could just talk about anything yeah. for real. It don't even have to be football, but when it is football, you know what I'm saying? He's just telling. Telling us to go out there and have fun and give it all we got, you know what I'm saying? You know, get this opportunity again, things of that nature, and just, just, just things that you could take past the game. You know what I'm saying? Things that you will remember forever. So. Second time in three years that midseason coaching change happens. How do you take mm -hmm. it in after being in that one in 21? <laughs> uh, since I was 18 years old, I've dealt with coaching changes. I went to the University of Illinois. We had, I think I had four position coaches at that school. And you know what I'm saying? I got here and that, that taught me early on how to fortify my mind and just play. It doesn't really matter as a player. It doesn't really matter who the coach is or what the scheme is or whatever, whatever's going on. What's up, Brody? <laughs> whatever's going on. Um, just continue to, 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 to bring your best because adversity is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You got to be able to be mentally strong in that. So I thank God. I thank God he's preparing me for, for stuff like that. So when things like this happen, it's, it don't affect me, if I'm being honest. 
Nate Hobbs right there in the Raiders locker room. That was from yesterday. Really good stuff with Nate. And, uh, again, you can hear the background noise. You can hear that they were loose. They were having fun. They were having energy inside that later Raider locker room, and that's exactly how it should be. Coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number two of the show, 6640 North Durango is the location. Buffalo Wild Wings on Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.